shit. Going nowhere. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to shut us up, man. Yo, what's up, Sports Argument Universe? You got your boy TK in the house representing sportsargument.com, and you know where you can find us, sportsargument.com. You can find us on our Facebook group that is always popping at Sports Argument, and you know where you can hear all of our podcasts on iTunes, SoundCloud and on our website. And uh, as always, I'm not alone. I got my wolf pack in the house. I'm going to start with my boy, Drew, representing the West Coast. What's up, son? What up, guys? How's everybody doing? How was you guys' weekend? I know Matt was sweating on Sunday. Shit, Matt was super sweating on Sunday, man. All that fucking sweat was probably bleeding into that red hat of his fucking <laughs> and the rest of that motherfucking Packers fans on that group. But the Rams pulled it out. And with that being said, what's good, Matt? Hey, I'm good, man. It, it was a little uh, nerve-wracking, but a win's a win. I'll take it. I know we got to play a lot better this week, but it's all good. 8-0, baby. Yeah, 8-0 is impressive. The only undefeated team left in the NFL. And uh, tonight, we have two special guests. First, I'm going to start with the face that runs the fantasy space around sports argument. What's good, Streets? Yo, yo, yo. How's it going? Good, man. I'm glad to have you back in the house. We always bring you on when we have special shows, whether it's special fantasy shows. Today, we're going to be doing our mid-season awards. As you guys know, we talked about that last weekend. And I'm super pumped for this next guest. We've been wanting to get him on the pod all year. Yeah. He's around. We'll coming to mid-season shows. Another West Coast boy repping the Dallas Cowboys. Matt Thomas, what's good, son? What's going on, fellas? What's up, What's up, everybody? at Sports Argument, man. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, um, Glad to have you, brother. Glad to have you. And uh, you guys know how we do it when we do roundtables. Pretty much ask a question. We're going to go around the group, start with Drew, swing around. And uh, we're going to start off with the trade deadline right now. Some big-ass moves today. You had DT get traded from Denver to Houston. Golden Tate went to the Eagles. Packers got rid of Ty Montgomery and Ha Ha Clinton Dix. And uh, Matt, your Cowboys are the first-round pick for Amari Cooper. So I want to start with you, and I want to know how you feel about that Amari Cooper trade. Should Dallas have done more? Will you be bringing in Dez? And, boys, let's talk these trades. Uh, you know, it, it was shocking at first when I seen that we gave up a first-round pick for Amari, Amari. But as I dive deeper into it, we were going to be a top 15 pick in the draft. And I'd rather have Amari Cooper with two pro ball seasons as opposed to reaching for the top receiver in the draft who, if you stack him up to the receivers that just came out, He's probably sitting somewhere around where James Washington was drafted back in the third round last year. So um, I think eventually it'll it'll help us. It'll work out in our favor. Obviously, sucks giving up a first round pick, but the alternative is reaching for a receiver who may or may not work out. Yeah, I mean, I, I I'll jump in there. I I agree with. Um. Amari Cooper, look straight up. Like if he solves his drop problems, then he, he he can be a good he can be a good receiver. But I just don't know if it's a good fit with Dallas because Dak's real hot and cold. 
I agree with him. The the, the uh, wide receiver class coming out is weak, so Amari Cooper probably is better than anybody that they could have got with that first round pick. But like you, you said, you they didn't have to take a wide receiver. There's other areas they need, um, and like any other trade, I mean, I just think it's interesting because you brought up the trade deadline today with. Uh, I consider both Golden – well, Golden Tate, I think, is – I consider a better wide receiver than Amari Cooper, and they, they got him for a third. Demetrius Thomas, I don't know, four, fourth, and they swapped seventh. So, I think when you look at those two trades, it just makes the Dallas trade look a little more eye-popping that they gave up too much for him. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm with Matt, too. At first, at first you're like, what, a first round for Amari Cooper – the guy's had his struggles. Obviously, we've seen it. Uh, um, it's not like it's not like he's going to a better offense. Um, it, it's it's a, it's a wide receiver needy offense that Dallas at at Dallas at this point. And we're going to see how Dak is with him. We'll see how the chemistry is, and it may work. It may not work. But I don't mind the trade. I don't mind what what they had to give up for it. Um, the trade of the day for me was Golden Tate going to Philly you talk about a team that was a that that was so needy at receiver they got they got the player that they wanted um reports are saying Patriots were close to getting DT uh but the Texans got the player that they needed it seems like this is like probably the most you know prolific trade deadline day in the last 10 years (laughs) it was just it was just a lot of trades that you normally don't see in the NFL league usually just see it on MLB or NBA and it was just – it was a great day to be a fan. I know Streets was loving it today as a fantasy guy. But it's just uh, – uh, I mean, Golden Tate's stock just went up in my eyes, guys, to be honest with you. Yeah, I love yeah. what Golden Tate getting traded does for Marvin Jones Jr. as, as an owner of him. That's all I wanted to hey, man. say real quick. Streets. Yeah. Really quick. Cool. With all these trades today and the Amari Cooper trade – I want to know from a fantasy perspective, who who is the biggest winner, and then who's the biggest loser. <laughs> I think the biggest winners obviously are Cortland Sutton for one, uh, Marvin Jones, and as crazy as it sounds, I think a sneaky winner today was Carryon Johnson. Um, I believe Detroit now believes they can run the ball a little bit. Uh, so I, I expect the pass attempts and stuff to go down there as they start running the ball a little bit more. So the the loser, see, I don't. There's not really a loser per se from these trades. Like every guy went to a decent situation and opened up other situations. Uh, like Golden Tate, I'm going to assume is going to just take over the Nelson Aguilar role. He'll, yeah. Aguilar, Aguilar will still get a, a few targets a game, but he's been a bust after a big year last year. Philly could have needed to add a running back, but apparently there was nothing to add. Um, Demarius Thomas goes to a situation where I'm not quite like, don't expect him to do what Will Fuller did. I would I would imagine Kiki Cootie becomes the second tar- the guy second in targets now when he comes back in Houston ahead of Demarius Thomas. I don't think, really. Yeah, he was he was headed down that road. Plus, Demarius Thomas can drop the ball at times. 
That's why I don't. That's why I find that hard to believe that the the Patriots would have really traded for him. Like all it would have taken was one or two attempts where Brady hits him right in the hands and he drops it before Brady's before Brady's like, oh, not going to you again. Look, yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I get that for sure. Oh, you know I got it. Whoa, 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 whoa! I, whoa. Whoa. Oh, okay. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I do have a loser. I have one loser today after for all the trades. It doesn't involve anybody that was traded. Actually, that's my loser today was Deshaun Jackson and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for not that's making that's the deal. Correct. Basically, the GM and coach are trying to save their job, uh, and it. They just double down on that today. Well, Streets, let me ask you a question with Deshaun Jackson. Do you think he's going to be happier knowing that Ryan Fitzpatrick is back in there and he's going to be targeted more again? No, probably not. He's old. Okay. Would you rather? Would you rather go to a yeah. winner? They they were they were the dynamic <laughs> duo. They were the dynamic duo to begin the season. Deshaun Jackson and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I, I, honestly, honestly, I think he asked. He asked to be traded when they decided to go back to Jameis Winston. And now yeah, that he, Fitz is the starter again, I think that, that helps him out fantasy-wise. But he hasn't been that bad fantasy-wise, even with Jameis Winston, Deshaun Jackson. I, I don't really think it's more about padding his stats anymore. Is it is like, all right, this team's not going anywhere this year. Put me somewhere where I can win. Yeah, um, that's – so that's understandable. If I, if I could jump in real quick, for me, a loser, fantasy wise, I think if you own Emmanuel Sanders, now's the time to trade him. There's nobody else. You didn't have to respect Demarius Thomas that much, but now them rolling with Cortland Sutton on the opposite side of Emmanuel Sanders, he will see bracket coverage every single game. Uh, his targets are not going to come the same. He doesn't have Demarius Thomas to take the top off and let him work underneath. So, if you own Emmanuel Sanders, I think now is the time to trade. Uh, yeah, for me personally, uh, for loser, loser of the day was LaShawn McCoy. Uh, LaShawn McCoy didn't get what he wanted, and I, I know he's not going to come out and say because of all the crap he's gone through in the offseason, but um, he, he – if there's the one person that does not belong to a team right now, it's him with the Bills because they he's never going to do anything this season with them. They're absolutely terrible and garbage. And this guy's value has dropped so much that I kind of feel bad for him. So it's 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 it, it, he's the biggest loser of today. Yeah, I can't feel sorry for that guy. But anyway. Yeah, I don't feel Racist. sorry for that piece of shit it at all. Nothing to do with you know Race. Race? Whatever, dude. Um, I don't care what color you are. You don't beat up women. Anyway. No, man. You you don't. He did it. I will just okay. check now. That, that, Fuck that motherfucker. Yeah. But I don't yeah. know. Philadelphia yeah. should have traded for him, but that shows you how little they fucking value him because they got no running game. That's true. Yeah. See, I, I really don't. I know, Drew, you said you were a big fan of Golden Tate going to Philly. Um I really don't think it's going to change much of anything, whether it be Golden Tate's fantasy output or like how good or not good the Eagles are. I don't, I don't think that trade really does anything. Okay. Um, but uh, and since y'all were talking about um, um, Deshaun Jackson not going, if you're uh, if you're Houston, me personally, I think I would have rather had Deshaun Jackson. Than Demarius Thomas, so 
I mean, do you think that was anybody ever hear anything about whether or not that was ever a, a discussion or what? He, no, he is he is a he is a closer receiver in terms of of Will Fuller's value taking the top off the defense, but uh, yeah, well, but Will Fuller's been underrated for a couple of years. It's just he yeah, gets hurt he gets hurt too much when he's on yeah, the field. He's 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 an elite receiver, but. Yeah, your body's just got to be able to hold up. I mean, I think, I think Philly made the wrong move in trading for a receiver, but of the receivers that were available, Golden Tate is as close to an extension of the run game in the NFL as you'll get in a receiver. Yeah, so even that's though true. The Eagles, the Eagles didn't trade for a running back, they got the closest thing to the extension of the run game in a West Coast system. Uh, so I think it, I think it helps. You know, the guy is probably the best in the league in yak yards getting the ball right. short and taking it deep. So I think even though they didn't trade for a running back per se, they did help their running game out by going to get Golden Tate and making him an extension of the run game. Yeah, he's a really good blocker too for a receiver. But um but I, I like what um what Street said about um Kyrion Johnson. I he was my winner of the day from a fantasy perspective because I agree with Streets. Um, I don't know if y'all saw my comment about it. the kid was freaking out when Tate got traded. I was like, I don't see that as being a bad thing. Kerryon Johnson's averaging 6.1 yards a carry this year. He's averaging – he's got the highest yards per carry in the league. Give him the ball. Yeah. Like, like run his ass ragged. He is good. That's something Detroit hasn't had in forever. Their defense isn't good enough. It, it, it can be good at times. Slay's a beast. But other than that, um, keep that so-so at best defense on the on the sideline and freaking control the clock, man. I understand you, Matthew Stafford's your high-dollar guy, but you got to play smart and not just just throw, let him throw the ball 100 times a game. But uh, So I actually love the move for uh, Kyrion Johnson fantasy-wise. Oh, dude, Kerryon Johnson's a beast. But I want to move on from subpar football teams who made decent trades today to let's talk some awards, baby. Let's let's talk the real reason we're here today. I love how this show ended up on the trade deadline. Totally fucking awesome. But let's talk some mid-season awards, right? So where do you guys want to start off? You guys want to start off with uh, where we're at with our NFC and AFC championship teams and who sure. we got with the Super Bowl, or you guys want to give out individual awards first? What you all want to do? Let's do the playoffs, yeah. All right, absolutely. Let's start. Drew, kick it off, man. Who you got in your AFC championship game? And then I want you guys to go down the line, and I'll give mine, and then we'll go. On a Two teams or the one team, or just one team that's going to the Super Bowl? Who do you have in the AFC championship game? Okay. Um, and who do you have winning it? I definitely have the Patriots in the AFC championship game going against the Chiefs. And I will have the Patriots go and represent the AFC once again. And then for the NFC, no, no, I stop. have – Stop. Whoa, what? Just AFC right now. Oh, just AFC? Oh, yeah. I, I got the Patriots <laughs> in the Super Bowl. It's like, so. it's like five games, <laughs> seven games. <laughs> um, okay, well, I guess I'll jump in there now. Um, I have uh, – I also have the Patriots uh, in the AFC um, – playing the Chargers in the uh, AFC championship game. I think the Chargers are going to have a really good second half with Joey Bosa coming back. And, uh, but they'll, 
they'll fall just short and the Patriots will win the AFC again, unfortunately. I appreciate you, Matt. I'm okay. the man. Patriots oh. and Steelers. Patriots. And who's winning? Patriots. And then nice. this is it. This is it. Patriots win the Super Bowl. Well, we get, I'm gonna. I'm jumping ahead. I'm not. I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> Matt, who you got, man? Right. Thomas. Thomas. Who you got, Thomas? I've actually, I've actually got a division matchup in the AFC Championship game. I've got the Chiefs and Chargers playing Ooh, against each other in the AFC Championship game, um, and I got the, I got the Chiefs pulling that one out by a field goal. But um, you know, it's been a long time since we've seen a, a division game in a championship game, and I think the Chiefs and Chargers are going to make it happen this year in the AFC. I like it. Nice. Yeah, I like it a lot. I am going to go unoriginal like the rest of – well, everyone except for Thomas. <laughs> and I'm going to go New England solely because I said at the beginning of the year New England's winning the Super Bowl, and I'm not veering away from that. And I do like Kansas City to play them. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid in that offense is the real deal. And uh, if they can get past one playoff game, I, I like them in that game. But New England, New England definitely is going back to the Super Bowl. And nice. for the NFC, I'll start it off. I have the Rams and the Saints and my preseason stupid fucking prediction of Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady because I thought they'd be two premier quarterbacks. I didn't realize how close Brady and Breeze were in a lot of different statistical categories. And I think this season is just set up for New England and New Orleans to play in the Super Bowl, which will be fucking amazing. And I'm going to take New England to beat New Orleans in the Super Bowl. Nice. Uh, yeah, man. Um, for my NFC, I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints, and I'm going to have to do what Matt did, and I'm going to have a division division matchup, and it's going to be the Saints against the Panthers. And I oh, think wow. the Saints, I think the Saints are going to go in and win the Super Bowl. So you got, so you both have New Orleans, New England, but different teams winning the Super Bowl. Yep, I got the I got the Saints winning it all. Nice. Um, yeah, I mean, my my preseason NFC was Homer, so I'm I'm definitely haven't seen anything to change that. Um, we didn't mention anything about the Rams picking up Dante Fowler um, at the trade deadline, so that helped uh, the defense depth. I uh, I I like uh, New Orleans and the uh, Rams in the NFC title game, and the Rams to go on and and beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. L.A. gets one back. <laughs> Matt Thomas. Yeah, I got I got Rams and Rams and Saints in the NFC Championship game. I think the Rams are have been the best team since day one. I mean, they won the offseason. Um, and then I got them beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Um, and I think they pull off the undefeated season. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I think wow. Matt, Matt is so hard right now. Dude, I just knocked over like so much shit. You don't even know. And then, <laughs> there, there, is, and that, there is no weak, there is no weakness in that team. There is no weakness in that team. And adding Dante Fowler to that defensive line 
that already has the sack leader in Aaron Donald only made him better. Yeah, but yeah, Mr. with I can't wait until this weekend's game. I mean, three, <laughs> Mr. Streets, Streets, you all right? Uh, yo, yo, yo! Wake up, kid. He's probably like bitching about Ronda Rousey somewhere. <laughs> no, I'm not. My phone is ringing. So you guys were calling me. Like I switched to my phone ringing. But I'm gonna go with the Rams and the Vikings in the NFC Championship game. Um, with the Rams edging it out, McVeigh is a prophet. Um, they're gonna play New England though, and. Some weird shit's gonna happen. New England's gonna win it, and Brady's going to retire. Yeah, I can see that. That's my that's my prediction. I love it. We've been hoping for that. And then, and then, and then the odds makers must know something because then after that all happens, McVay is going to Cleveland. What? What? (laughs) It's past your bedtime. (laughs) (laughs) And if anyone doesn't know what I'm talking about, somehow. In a weird realm of world, the odds came out, and McVay yeah. is the favorite to be some for some reason the Browns head coach. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you don't think it's going to be Lincoln Riley? Lincoln Riley was second choice. Uh, DeFilippo would is probably my choice. Yeah, I, I like you get plus six fifty on DeFilippo. Yo, I'll take really that quick. So now that we got this, everyone give a name for who you think is going to be the head coach of Cleveland next year. Drew, who do you got? Oh, um, you guys really sold me off, Felipe. So I'll go with him, Matt. Yeah, Thomas. I I I got I got Lincoln Riley, ending up showing up in Cleveland. Yeah, Matt, I, got Lincoln, I got Lincoln Riley too. Yeah, I I I like D. Felipe. So, all right, cool. All right, so do a quick uh, rundown. How many How many New Englands did we have for the Super Bowl? Drew, who'd you have again? I had the Saints. Saints. Matt, who you got, the Rams? Yeah. I have, yeah, I got, the, I got the Rams going undefeated, baby. All right. So we got two Rams, two New Englands, and the Saints. I dig it. I dig it. Let's move on. Um, let's go to Rookies of the Year. Defensive Rookie of the Year. Drew, who do you got? Skip me. Matt, who do you got? You got to call us by our last name. Yep, strict. Okay. Um, you know, I was actually surprised uh, what I did when I did some research and what I found. I didn't realize this person was having such a good year. I knew he was good. But my defensive rookie of the year is uh, Darius Leonard from Indianapolis. Nice. He's having a – he leads the entire league in tackles. Yo, where eight. is he from? South Carolina State, right? Yep, yep. He was the guy I, I was crossing my fingers and praying my ass off that he was going to make it to the Rams' third-round pick, and Indy got him in the second. But, uh, yeah, he um, he leads the lead, the entire league in tackles, has four sacks, three forced fumbles. Um it was hard for me to go against a couple of the big name guys that are having good years, but uh, he's my defensive rookie of the year. Who you got, uh, Matt? You got me? Yeah, yeah, I got. I, I, I'm on the I'm on the Shane Butters track, man. I got Darius Leonard. I think I think he's 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 on pace for 176 tackles and eight sacks, 
to go along with his three forced fumbles and two recoveries. Um, the guy is just balling out playing linebacker for the Colts. Uh, but it's going to be a close one because I think Derwin James is Derwin James is not too far behind him in terms of defensive rookie of the year. That was my guy coming out in the draft. Um, for me personally, it, this is tough because I it, it is really tough because I, I'm with you guys with with the linebacker from the Colts, but I I, I got to give some respect but, to but Denzel Ward. Ooh, Denzel okay. Ward. Like, yeah. He is one of the best. He, I mean, we we talked about it a couple of times the podcast. He goes up against the number ones. He has three forced fumbles, three picks, almost forty five tackles. I mean, the 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 guy is getting thrown to, and receivers are are catching less than fifty percent of the balls that are thrown down against him. He's he's doing great as a corner. But if I had to put all my money on, it would be it would be the Colts linebacker. Yeah. Who you got, Streets? Uh, I guess I'm just going to try to be different. <laughs> uh, and I'll go with Tremaine Edmonds and Buffalo. He's, yeah. he's starting to come along. He's starting to come along. Yeah, he's having a good year. And yeah, he, I think the, we're a little shocked by how good Buffalo's defense actually has been. TK, who's your defense rookie of the year, Tim? Yeah, I got uh... – if I were to tell you that someone's got three and a half sacks, an interception, 44 tackles, and he's a big reason why that defense is playing the way they've been playing without their best player, and I'm going to take Derwin James. Yeah, man, Der- Derwin, is, Derwin is balling. You can't take away what Derwin's been doing for San Diego. He's, he's I mean, L.A., I, I still call him San Diego. Chargers. That's okay, so do I. You I can't, respect you that. Can't, uh, you can't. He's 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 given the production that they've lost with Bosa not being there. From yeah, the safety position, that's crazy. And just to throw out a name that I'm surprised no one said, Bradley Chubb, as expected, is having a good year. So he he he, 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 he started he started out slow, but he's coming along. I mean, yeah, he's 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 right behind the league leaders in sacks, and so I mean, he's 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 playing well. He's so doing what he's supposed to be doing. So is Davenport. Davenport's figuring it out finally, too. I'm upset nobody talking about my man Leighton Vandresh over there in Dallas, though, man. He, he's doing well, but he, he's not I doing as well as everybody else we've mentioned, I don't think. Nah, not, not yet. He, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't start the first couple of games, so he's kind of behind the eight ball with the stats. TK. Yeah. Yo, yo. Next award. Offensive Rookie of the Year, boys. What else would it be? I'll go to first. No brainer. It's Saquon. Next. Matt Thomas. It's, it's, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a it's a no brainer, right? Everybody, you gotta go. You gotta go, Saquon. Uh, all right, hold on, Thomas. Just, I don't mean to cut you off. So, should we all unanimously agree on Saquon and give a number two and a guy to watch out for? Nope. Because I'm not taking them. All right. All right. All right. Thomas, do your thing, brother. My bad. Yeah. Saquon Saquon is hands down the offensive rookie of the year. Uh, There's just just nobody. I mean, if the Jets were better, Sam Darnold being thrown in to start week one, and he hasn't played too bad. But Saquon is hands down the offensive rookie of the year. He's been as advertised. Go ahead, Streets. 
Yeah, Saquon's been good. And <laughs> probably the odds on favorite. I get it. Because he's got stats. Too bad his team can't win a game and they struggle to score 10 points while he's doing all of this. Meanwhile, <laughs> Eli, meanwhile Eli. hold on. Hold, hold, Running hold on. backs matter. Meanwhile, <laughs> you can, it doesn't matter who's. I'm, just, I'm sorry, Streets. Go ahead. I'm just. I'm being. And they've wrapped <laughs> three wins this year with a rookie quarterback. So, it oh, kind of, God. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. We're not gonna go down this road again. And I'm not gonna say the Giants made a bad pick, but I got my rookie of the year is gonna be Baker or Darnold. Everyone finishes. Strong. Oh man. Um, more. It's a way more important position. It doesn't right? look at Bar- look what Barkley's doing, and it's not doing anything for that team. So, it he is as meaningless as possible for the Giants. Rookie, rookie of the year, end of the year awards. At all in all, comes down to stats. Saquon Barkley's stats will be better than Baker Mayfield's stats. Yeah, but the thing is, his stats will be better. But if, but if that's Baker what it comes Mayfield, down to. But hold on. But if Baker Mayfield leads, if if helps his team win more games, the voters will sway that way also. Oh, I agree. But, if if if, he, if either Mayfield or Darnold get hot enough and lead one of them to the playoffs, then I would give them the advantage. Uh, that's they, not gonna. That's not going to happen. No, 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 no. They, don't need, they don't need to be a playoff team, dude. If, I, if I get, think so. If they get the five, six wins, either one of those two guys, by the end of the season, no. it's, a, it's big. Yep. You'll, they're they're, they're both oh, going to get that. Sam Donald has played better than Baker. All right. All right. Okay. I, I got my pick. I got my pick. You got it? You ready? Yeah, I got my pick. All right. Who is it? And then I'll go. Michael Gallup. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. Anyways, I, it's a joke. You'll go with Barkley. It's Barkley. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> all right, who you got, Barkley. Sam? It's I Barkley. Know. Yeah, it's Saquon. Now, I'm not taking Saquon. Oh, I, all right, all right, all right. I am taking Saquon, but what I want to do is I want to give mad props to Calvin Ridley because, as Streets has noted, I think the last two drafts haven't worn any – wide receivers worth a lick and, that have produced their rookie seasons. And this kid's come in and first round wide receiver. What? First, first round. round yeah. Cause, cause I was going to say, um, yeah, first round. All right. Yes. Thank you for throwing that in first round rookies. Right. So it's nice to see him come in and fucking do his thing. Hey, how, how far down the list would you guys have Kiki Cote? He's not playing too bad. No, uh, he's playing really well. And I expected him to step up and be that number two wide receiver, but He's hurt. I mean, he probably still will. DT is overrated to me, but, you know, I digress. We talked about that earlier. Yeah, I, I expect Cootie to have a nice finish. All right, let's move on. Uh, something that should be a little more jaded than rookie of the year, coach of the year. Who do you guys got? Do you guys mind if I start? Do yeah, it. Go ahead, Tim. All right, cool. I'm going to go with a guy. I believe he's one. I'm sure he's had to have won it before, but I'm going to take Andy Reid. The job that he bastard this season is just sensational. Everyone was, or I don't know about everyone, but me and a lot of people that I seen was pretty skeptical of that trade he made, getting straight away Alex Smith, and seeing the results and the way Patrick Mahomes has been coached up and the way those skill players play. It wasn't, but what two years ago where Alex or two three years ago that Alex Smith went sixteen games without fucking throwing a touchdown to a wideout. 
These boys are scoring left and right. Patrick Mahomes is so fun to watch. Kareem Hunt had the play of the week last weekend. I don't know if you guys seen it, but he fucking truck stick, fucking hurdle, touchdown. It was so nasty. And I know a lot of people gave that offense to Matt Nagy last year, and I'm sick of the fucking comparisons because Tariq Cohen is not Tyreek Hill. But I'm giving it to Andy Reid for the job he's done in Kansas City. Yeah, I'll jump, in, I'll jump in there real quick just because I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I completely agree with Tim. It's Andy Reid. Um, I was one of the ones that he's talking about that was a little skeptical. So I, what they've done, yep. Go ahead, Matt. You can go because we all know who you're going to take, so go ahead. Go ahead, Thomas. Hey, uh, yeah, I mean, Andy. I was talking to you. I just said who I was taking. Andy Reid Andy Reed is, is, you know, it's a good choice. It easily could have been a, a, a gone sideways. He could have got fired for making that trade of Alex Smith and giving the reins to Mahomes. But yeah. I, I see the, the – the way Sean McVay at 32, 33 years old has managed the expectations that come with all the moves they made in the offseason, and I've got them finishing the season out undefeated with a Super Bowl win, I couldn't give it to nobody else but Sean McVay. The guy is – We need to have this guy on pods more often. <laughs> oh, my God, the guy is playing. The guy is playing real-life Madden with the additions he's making and not losing. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, Sean McVay is a great Every choice. Move. It's a Every great choice. I'm, I'm, I, I mean, I'm gonna go. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's hard. And this year's kind of hard yeah. because there's a lot of teams that are just exceeding expectations and teams that are not expected to do good. They're actually doing really well. But I'm, I'm gonna go outside the box. I, if I had to bet my money, I would bet it on Andy Reid. But I'm gonna go outside the box a little bit. I'm gonna give it to Matt Nagy. Just because, just because of them finally coming together and making that trade that we've all asked for them to do all summer with Cleo Mack, and then making this offense flow. Someone put up a stat in that Mitch Trubisky is one of the hottest fantasy quarterbacks and quarterbacks in the game right now by points-wise, and the offense is just really working well. The defense will come together. It's going to have its glitches, but this team is, this team is performing like, like Tim has said. As a Chicago Bear fan, like Tim and Mike said in the beginning of the season, they don't expect this team to be in the playoff fund. They expected it not next year. But this team is doing things that a lot of people didn't expect to happen. So I'm going to give it to Matt Nagy. Nagy's definitely got the Bears ahead of the ahead of the curve by a year. Definitely. Yeah. Streets. You got streets. Oh, the, it's the profit. Sean McVay. He's under the he, – Undefeated team right now, so <laughs> until further notice, that award's his. Can't argue that. Nope. <laughs> he he's like revolute. Like, get, don't get me wrong, Kansas City's offense is phenomenal, and they throw the ball deep, and they make do this, and they do that. But that McVay has revolutionized offense. Yeah, I'm like, gonna. They, I'm, it's harder I'm, to defend them than anybody else because they don't. They switch and do things so differently every single week that uh, it's just they're they're a very it's got to be one of the hardest teams to play right now in the NFL. They they have the most they have the most different formations through week eight, through eight weeks. It's crazy. 
Yeah, he's like a, that's why I said he's like an offensive prophet. He is. I agree another, with you. Another candidate I want to throw in there and give some love to is I have him in my top three with Andy Reid and McVay is uh, Gruden. I know that you all think I'm crazy, <laughs> but yeah. Jay, Jay Gruden is a coach of the year candidate. The, I didn't oh, expect Jay. Yeah, I got you. Was talking about oh, John, John dude. <laughs> I got you. No, well, come on. Uh, no. Like, he, no, nobody. I didn't expect the Raiders to be. Uh, or sorry, <laughs> they all got the, me confused. The Redskins to be following so, too right now. So, good I think call. He, I think he's a candidate. Good call. All right, TK. Yeah. All right. That was good. I'm glad we had some different choices there. You guys want to talk a little fantasy disappointments and, and, and winners before we go into our uh, big three streets? Sure. So sure. I'll let you kind of talk for a little streets. Give us uh, – and, you know, everyone at Roundtable can converse too. I want to know probably the biggest winner at every position and whether that – yeah, I mean, it could be Gurley because you drafted him first overall and he's fucking showing out or Mahomes. So kind of give us the lowdown and the biggest bust – and obviously, let's hear how running backs don't matter. S- sorry, so hold on. You kind of broke up. Say that again. It's kind of my fault. <laughs> I fucking I'm, hate I'm you being... so much. <laughs> You're going to have work to do on this one. Go ahead. <laughs> no, if there's, not a, if there's not a Michael Streets edit per pod, then we shouldn't be fucking doing it. No, give us, give us uh, your biggest winners at every position. Basically, uh, who is completely shit the bed, and uh, why running backs don't matter. Is this you're talking fantasy perspective only? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my are these like my awards, basically? Yeah. That we're rolling into. Yeah, that's fine. So my winner, I guess you could say, for running back uh, this year is James Conner, hands down, Boom. because. He was a freebie, a gift. Uh, you got him, even if, if you drafted super, 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 super late, you still got him, like, around the 10th round. Uh, so you added a first-round pick, basically, in the 10th round. He w- he's basically so far been, like, this year's Alvin Kamara. I know I know, Gurley's been a beast and Gurley's been good, but he also cost you the number one pick. Uh, for, for wide receiver... So far, my winner is – it's close, and I'm not going to say who people probably think I'm going to say. Uh, but I'm going to go with Emmanuel Sanders because especially when I drafted, which was a little early, Emmanuel Sanders was basically – I think we talked about this in the pods that we were doing a long, long, long time ago, but you were getting him in like the eighth, ninth round. You could, you could. I, there's some ways that you have Connor and Emmanuel Sanders on your team paired with, uh, like Todd Gurley and uh, Adam Thielen right now. Like those are the unstoppable forces out there at this point. Yeah. Right. So who who has been the biggest disappointments? I tried to Cook, Leonard Fournette, the the guys who you said not to draft early. Yeah. So now we'll get into the early picks. The biggest disappointments probably this year for me are – I'm not going to say Leonard Fournette because I told you not to take him that early. Um, probably Delvin Cook is my biggest disappointment this year. Uh, soft tissue injury. I did expect him to be fairly good this year. 
Uh, right now, he's probably my biggest bust. It's it's close. Delvin Cook and Le'Veon Bell might go take those awards. Um, for wide receiver, however, my um, whew, my biggest bust this year for wide receiver. This is a tough one. I really didn't think about it too much because wide receiver, probably Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, and I'm not quite sure he's really at fault for this, but you did use you did use quite a high draft capital on acquiring Larry Fitzgerald. And I know you got a rookie quarterback and he's all the elements against him and he was banged up a little bit. But when you use a fourth-round pick on a wide receiver and he's not – doing anything much, although he has come on of late. He's probably my first half loser. Wow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Wow. Hey, hey, real quick, before before we move on, Streets, who would, who would you say at the running back position is a bust based on something they they could control? I mean, you couldn't predict that Dalvin Cook was going to get hurt. Nobody well, predicted Le'Veon Bell was going to wait out. Streets, you, you mind if I jump in there, Streets? I know because – well, I'm pretty sure I, I got to guess who you're going to say. Yeah. Don't get my answer. It's Derrick Henry. It's Derrick Henry. I mean, I, I was I was so high on him. I thought he was going to be – I thought he would be a, a big uh, yardage and touchdown guy. He hasn't done anything yet. Um, here, let me see. Uh, uh, is he uh, – for me, for me, yeah, I get Derrick Henry, but it's also, like Street said, it's an early first – First, first or second or even third round, and you're and you're going to reach for running backs. Devontae Freeman has to be in the in the consideration. Devontae right. Freeman's had a horrible year. He has another one. It, it, it had to do with injury, though. Yeah. It's, oh, it's oh without injury. Yeah, oh, he said without without it being injury. Without, oh yeah, Derrick Henry. <laughs> without without injury, if if I'm a homer and I got this guy in all my leagues, but without injuries, I think Zeke's got to be a disappointment my, myself. The the it's partly his fault. It's partly not his fault. He's got a horrible quarterback. He's probably got the worst play caller in all of football. Uh, but watching the games, being a Cowboys fan like I am, the guy kind of just shows no interest right now. Since he's facing nine in the box every single time, uh, you know that was when he came into the league, and we had Dak as a rookie quarterback. He faced nine in the box, and we were he was still able to do the things he did as a rookie leading the league. And this year, it kind of just seems like he's not he's not interested in putting in that much effort. The guy's having mental lapses, you know, in that Seattle game twice, forgetting where he was on the field, stepping out of bounds on plays that could have won us the game. Uh, so if I, if I had to choose, yeah, Derrick Henry was – Derrick Henry's a bust. He definitely was somebody you took – in the first round, but Zeke is somebody you took top six, and the guy's kind of hasn't he hasn't produced on the level he should be producing on. You can say you can say the same about David Johnson as well. That's yeah, true. Zeke and DJ for sure. Uh, you're you're dead right about that, Thomas. Fucking Zeke is the tenth overall PPR running back. That's tough. You expected him to be top three. I understand that the offensive line in Dallas is beat up, and I get he's facing fucking 12 men in the box. 
But uh, I, you would have expected better from him. But he does look disinterested in his little fucking half shirts and shit. But <clears throat> I've always been, I've always been a Zeke fan since since the Ohio State right. University, and he ran us to a national championship. And uh, I've owned him in fantasy ever since, and I'm going to continue to own him because as soon as that line gets healthy, and now adding Amari Cooper. Yeah, yeah. Telling you, I've been saying it on these shows, and we've been talking about it on Facebook for fucking two months. You get Dez back in that offense now with Amari Cooper and Zeke in the backfield. That team could win the division. I said they could go deep in the playoffs last time. That sounded stupid with my foot in my mouth, but they could win that division for sure. No I, argument I mean, for me. Hey, Dez has always been my guy. Like me, me and Dez, we got we got a special relationship, man. That was my daughter's. Favorite player, we've uh, you know we've met Dez on a couple of occasions at training camp. Um, he gave my daughter some of his football gloves. Dez is my guy, man. That's been my guy since he came out of Oklahoma State. But I think I think it's time to just move on from Dez and let Michael Gallup start to become who Michael Gallup could be. Uh-huh. You know, it was just it was just it's to, it's same thing with Dez. Dez was disinterested based on our play calling. I mean, our, our play, we, we run, as the Cowboys, we run the same exact play, double tight right, stretch, single back, first play of the game, every single game. Dez only ran three routes. He'd run a, a hitch, a go, or a dig. So, it's, it's, that's it. as much as I love Dez, as much as that was my guy, and I know I'm on a more personal relationship. I just think that it's time for us to move on from Des Bryant. As much as I would love to see 88 back in the Cowboys uniform. No, I feel you. I definitely understand where you're coming from. Michael Gallup has played very well. He's made some big plays for Dallas. I just think adding Dallas in four wide sets everyone Gallup. Guys, Cooper and Beasley out there. Guys, fucking still that body. Can still go up and get them jump balls. Definitely. And and that's a distraction on the defense. You know, that's another guy who's out there taking a taking a guy from the secondary away, which just alleviates some from Cooper once he gets there and make a big ass gallop open. You know. Definitely. Uh, but uh, let's move on to the big awards. Defensive Player of the Year. Drew, you want to start off, or you want to go to Strack first? Uh, defensive player of the year. Yep. <laughs> oh man, there's so many good ones. I'm going with Cleo Mack. Wow. Cleo Mack is defensive player of the year. The guy is an absolute animal. He's the best. He's the best defensive linebacker in the game. He's the best or defensive end in the game, and he's the yeah, he plays both actually. And he and he freaking is just an, a beast among boys. Yeah, I know there's other guys that are good and that can be called for it, but Cleo Mack is my defensive player of the year. I called it beginning of the season, and I'm calling it now. Yeah, I would have agreed with you three weeks ago, but the answer – You're an asshole. The, You're answer, an asshole. the answer is Aaron Donald. Call me a homer if you want. He, he, homer! He's, he's flat out the best defensive player in the league. The guy the guy didn't – he started slow with the holdout, whatever. I'm not going to make an excuse for him. But he started a little slow, and – didn't have a sack after three games, and now just four, five games later, he leads the league with ten, two more than anybody else. Um, he leads the league in quarterback hurries. He's just—he's a disruptive force 
on just about every play. If, if he's not hitting your quarterback, I guarantee you he's being held. Yo, this fucking sucks. Just like Matt had to chime in really quick earlier on the coach of the year and keep it short and sweet. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to keep it short and sweet too. 10 sacks. Dude really fucking didn't get going until week four. He is an animal out there. He's stopping the run and he is getting to the quarterback at an all time fucking pace. He is an animal. If Khalil Mack had been Khalil Mack of the first three weeks, we'd probably be five and one right now. And that sucks. And I'm not putting it on him. He's been hurt. And 75% of Cleo Mack out there is better than most. So I'm glad he's out there. But the way he disrupted those games the first quarter of the football season, he has not done the second quarter. And that's, again, not on him. That's an injury, and he's still going out there and playing. But from everything Matt said from a statistical perspective, I agree. It's Aaron Donald all day. Who you got, Thomas? You know – I want I, I wanted to go Aaron Donald. I, I think most of the time they give defensive player of the year to the guy who leads the league in shacks. Um, you know, we've kind of just become a shack driven league on defense. But the same same guy got for defensive rookie of the year, I think has a chance to win defensive player of the year. If he ends the season as a rookie, middle linebacker. Not a rush linebacker with double-digit sacks. Remember, he's got four right now. Darius Leonard does. If he ends with double-digit sacks and leads the league in tackles, I think I think they got to give him more consideration, and he might just become the first rookie defensive pair of the year since Lawrence Taylor. Nice. Yeah, I just see it. I eighty. I just seen eighty-eight tackles. That's fucking amazing for through eight you know, I mean, games. He's on he's on pace he's on pace for almost 180 tackles and eight sacks. He has a game where he puts up two and a half, three sacks, and now he's on pace for eleven sacks as a as a stand up cover two type linebacker, not a rush linebacker. That's that's crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, I I like that pick a lot. Win the rookie of the year, win the fucking uh defensive player of the year. Streets, who you got? Uh I'm going to go – I got to say something different than Khalil Mack and Aaron Donald. Um, so I'm actually going to make a case for J.J. Watt. I like it. Uh, he's got eight sacks out in the year. He's got four uh, forced fumbles. A lot of people were writing him off after some horrible back-to-back, really, if you want to look at it that way, seasons with some nasty injuries. Uh, he's, he's starting to look like the J.J. of late. Maybe not a. Maybe he lost a little bit, a little step in his game. But when you watch him play, he's still getting to the quarterback. Oh yeah, causing heck. He's he's being JJ Watt. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm glad you gave him some love because I think he was uh, he was in my top three too. So Miles Garrett, <laughs> Miles Garrett also. Look, we uh, all want to say Aaron Donald. Yeah. If I had to bet, that's what I'm betting on. Oh yeah. TK, you know, the only the only problem, the only Yo, what's problem up? Before, before we get to you, Tim, the only problem with Aaron Donald as the defensive player of the year is he may not end up playing the last two games of the season, and if somebody's close in sacks, he may get passed up just because they're they're gonna they got the division is locked up already. Oh yeah, but he doesn't have he didn't lead the he wasn't even close to leading the league in sacks. 
So I mean, no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't. No, last year he got it, not leading the league. Yeah, that. because he got it. All, it was all all about it. So, shoot, he's he's already one behind. Well, he only had eleven last year, I believe, and he's got ten already. So I, I mean, I I do agree with you that that he could get passed up for for being rested at the end. Yeah, but I don't think it'll be just because if he gets passed in sacks is all I'm saying. Yeah, no, I don't know that that would affect it. But let's go to offensive player of the year. <clears throat> Who wants to start off? Go ahead, Tim. Cool. I'm going to take Todd Gurley. The dude <laughs> is a fucking monster. I said that I haven't seen anyone run between the tackles the way I've seen Lev Bell. And the way – the reason I say Lev Bell is because if you watch the way his, his running style is, I've never seen anyone just stutter, stop, and go the way he does. Just waits for his lineman. He's so patient, and then he strikes the hole. Gurley is just a fucking – Horse through the hole, man. He just rock and he just goes, man. I love it. It's hardcore. It's old school fucking football. It's like I wish I got to watch Walter Payton play football because my old man said that Walter Payton used to hurt linebackers. He used to hurt defensive linemen because they would go to tackle him secondary and he would just fucking shit on him, throw him down every single time, run his head through them. And it's probably a big reason why these guys died, you know, and all the CTE and shit. But I digress. Um, it's Todd Gurley to me. He can catch the ball. He runs the ball. And he can probably fucking throw the ball if Sean McVay wanted him to. That's my pick. Um, I'm going to go. Go ahead. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna go uh, to go with uh, Todd Gurley's a great pick. He's in my top three. Uh, I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to go with a guy who has 26 touchdowns to six picks to 115.3 QBR. And a 2,526 yards passing through eight weeks. And uh, he can easily break uh, – well, not easily, but he could break – he's on pace to break Peyton Manning's record for single-season touchdowns. Uh, the guy is playing out of, out of his mind. And uh, it, who would have kn- like, known what we're witnessing right now with Patrick Mahomes and this offense is just – He's doing everything that you need to do as a quarterback and exceeding expectations. So I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I'll go next just because I, um, I, I'm i not going to rattle off the same stats as uh, Drew just did, but I agree with him. Patrick Mahomes is my offense player of the year. Uh, you know, I got – I'm a little different, man. I think, I think Mahomes is a good pick. Gurley's a good pick. But I think offensive play of the year, again, we're so stat-driven when we give awards. Mahomes and Gurley will end up shitting the last two games of the season because they'll have first seed locked up. Gurley will come short of the touchdown record from LT. But the guy got winning offensive play of the year, I think is going to break Marvin Harrison's record, and that's Adam Thielen. The guy's got eight eight straight 100-yard games. He's gonna be he's gonna beat Marvin Harrison's record of 143 catches. Um, he's got 74 right now. He's on pace 148, and I think the Vikings will be fighting for a playoff spot all the way up until Week 17. So every game that he plays in will matter. Yeah, I like that pick and That's your a good reasoning pick. and your reasoning behind it. I like that. Adam Thielen is a beast. Streets, what's your rebuttal? That's right. Oh boy, that's right. You hear that, Streets? 
you guys make <laughs> uh, you and Ann Gurley both picked. Just shaking my head. <laughs> uh, you want me to? Go? Oh, d- don't worry. You... No, go ahead. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I like. I'm gonna go with my MVP. Somebody said it already, but offensive player of the year. Offensive so, player of the year. Uh, whatever. Offensive. offensive player of the year. Is it, offensive player of the year is the MVP. Um, and I'm gonna go with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. This Different is, people win it all the time. Like we we saw can everybody we saw Kansas City's offense last year and it was really good. Like now it that now that's that, that offense it's almost like that same offense, but now it's on steroids and they can throw the ball even further down. Uh he he leads the league in deep ball attempts. He's three in adjusted uh yards per attempt that takes in consideration interceptions, which is which is pretty impressive considering how many passes he's throwing and on how actually deep he's throwing the football. It helps to have the targets, but uh, that how bad that defense is, he, they got to go out there and win games for them, basically. Uh, to this point, Mahomes is the guy. Cool. And, uh, yeah, there are different people win it every year. So let's talk MVP. Uh, who wants to start off MVP? Drew, or you want me to go? Go ahead. You can go. Excellent. My MVP is Patrick Mahomes. The reason being is he is electric. Like Streets just said, it's on that offense is on steroids with him. Drew, you gave him all the accolades, so I'm not going to go on. But Kansas City would not be that team without Patrick Mahomes. Alex Smith is there, and they're what fucking three and four probably. Mahomes is the real deal. I love watching the Chiefs play football because of him, and I can't wait to see if they actually win a playoff game. <laughs> right. Um, I don't really know if I agree with you with um, the fact of um, they would be three and four with it. I mean, the Chiefs started five and zero last year with Alex Smith. Where they They're, finish? Huh? Where they finish? They they won the division. They just choked in the playoffs. But didn't they finish nine and seven? No, they were like uh, they, oh, won the, they, they won they the West. Nine and seven. They finished nine and seven. Well, they won their division. And, and had a home had a home playoff game. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. But anyway, um, yeah, different people do win it all the time. Um, so I had Mahomes as my offense player of the year. Streets is gonna hate this. Todd Gurley's your MVP. Um, I understand that. I like uh, Thomas is um, talking about like they they might sit at the, at the end of the season and, and fall short stat wise. But I kind of I did all my stuff. Like, who's this is the midseason award show? Who's the MVP right now? And it's Todd Gurley. He leads the NFL in touches, yards, touchdowns, points. Usually, kickers are the top of the league in points, and he's like uh, twenty-five points ahead of the next uh, next best person, which are all kickers. Um, he's the MVP so far. He's the best player on the best team. Okay. <laughs> What'd you say? I can't hear you. Drew. Oh, I'm up. Um, <laughs> I'm having a hard time hearing, dude. Uh, Me too. Oh, gosh. This is tough. Um, for me, for me, it's going to be between Patrick Mahomes and Todd Gurley. Uh, if I had to bet my money, it would be Patrick Mahomes, so I'm going to go with Patrick Mahomes. 
Uh, I already said stats. The guy, the, the things that he's doing, Alex Smith couldn't do. And so this offense is like like Street said. His offense is is on steroids compared to what it was last year. And that offense was good last year. So Patrick Mahomes is my pick, gentlemen. Thomas, who you got? Uh, it's it's an easy one for me. You know, when's the last time you could say the best team in football is led by a running back? Uh, you know, Gurley has been hands down the best player in football right now. Um, and regardless of how they end their season, whether they end with, you know, him sitting the bench the last two games to get rest, more times than not, the best team in football has the MVP come from their team, and Todd Gurley has led the best team in football. All right, this is going to be fun. So, (laughs) what's crazy is this is not the most outstanding player award. This is the most valuable player award. Mm -hmm. And Todd Gurley is not even the most valuable player on his team, so this is the Oh, no. So hey, you're tripping. Hold on, hold on. You're tripping. Hey, hey, I let you guys. I let you guys give your bullshit reasons for Todd Gurley to win. So hold on. Oh, yes. Yes. Get it straight. Answer this. Answer this question. If Todd Gurley goes down, uh, here, let's get. I'll give you two scenarios. Which one's more likely to succeed? Hold on. No, 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 no. I'll give you two scenarios. Which one is more likely to succeed? If Gurley goes down, could the Rams still win? Or if Goff goes down, could the Rams still win? I honestly – If Goff goes down. It's, oh, if Goff goes down, they're done. If Gurley goes down, they're not tripping. done. No, they're, they're tripping. Todd Gurley, is seeing, he sees eight plus in the box 9% of the time. James Conner seeing that 36% of the time. The room Todd Gurley has to work with is crazy when you start comparing it to other of top running backs in the league. Why is that? Because that offense is that good, Jared Goff can throw the football downfield. You can't you can't focus in on Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley is great. Uh, how can what, I? How, how many times? How many times did you just say his percentage of seeing nine in the box is what? He, he right this season eight plus in the box. He's only seeing it nine percent of the time. Nine percent of the time. Nine percent of the time. I think a lot of that has to do with Brandon Cooks, not Jared Goff. Well, that's not true, though, because if you had a shitty quarterback back there and he can't throw the football to Brandon Cooks, eh, it changes things a little bit. Jared Goff is playing extremely well, which has made that pass up. They have weapons, don't get me wrong. But if you put a, if you put Jay Cutler back there with Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Cooper Cup, you're not getting the same outcome that you're getting right now. I think I'm, you're get, you're getting a much closer output from the uh, – Sean Mannion is our backup quarterback, and he's garbage. But if Goff went down and Mannion came in, they would be better off than if Gurley went down and Malcolm Brown became our number one running back. Full See, that's, that's not – that's it's funny. I love that you guys think that. But I, I, it's, I, just, I, it's, just, it's just like with Le'Veon Bell last year, though. We do this every single season. No, it's, it's not like, because yes, James Conner is, is Listen, better than wait. Malcolm Brown. But that's nobody knew that, though. That's what I'm getting at. Nobody knew that. It was James Conner who – Coming into the season, they were like, he was awful last year. Yeah. If we, we could take a time machine next year and all of a sudden, let's say, 
Brown or Adams goes to another team and all of a sudden they're good, the tone changes. People live in the moment too much. It's the same thing. Saying- if, we, if we went to last year, it's the same stuff. It's the same exact stuff. It was, oh, Le'Veon Bell is a Hall of Famer. If he goes down, the Steelers are in trouble. He makes it easier for the pass game. He does this. He does that. Well, fast forward, James Conner, better than Le'Veon Bell. We didn't know that coming into the season. The running are back, you here's, and here's the funny part. Are, and here's wait, even even Vegas knows quick, because if a running back goes down, the spread doesn't even change. You telling me that you believe the Steelers are the same offense with James Conner that they were last year with Le'Veon Bell right now? Well, actually, statistically, they are. Actually, statistically, they've actually been a little bit better. Statistically, they haven't. Statistically, James Conner has been better, but now Antonio Brown has been shittier. Uh, that's not actually true because we're Antonio Brown's taking a little step back. Juju Smith-Schuster's actually picked it up. Like, Juju. Juju! So Ant- they've actually Antonio, had that offense. Antonio <laughs> made that offense go, and now he no longer does that. That <laughs> offense not, went here we go. You know, look, and look, here he no longer does Obviously, that. Honestly, honestly, this is – I'm going to – this will be something that we'll never know until it happens. And when it, it will – something will happen. It will go either way at some point. And I'll be sitting back with my feet up because this happens all the time. And I'll be sitting there going, ha, ha, told you. Don't you put your bad juju on Gurley getting hurt. It doesn't mean he's going to get hurt. I'm just letting you know, like, something's <laughs> going to – like, all of a sudden he's going to string the groin or something. It's going to be something minor. And then Ooh, they're going to bring rough. up – they're going to bring up, like, Adams or something. And he's going to go off from, like, 180 – and everybody's going to be like, oh, I didn't know that he was good. Well, that's because the scheme is really good, and they give the running back a shit ton of space on that team. <laughs> that's why. Yeah. Are you, 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 don't, you don't see the increases that Todd Gurley has to – Here, here. Here's a, good, here's a good comparison. Hold on. The Rams are like a Mercedes, right? Todd Gurley is just the feature that – the car parks itself. Oh. If, the car, if the car doesn't park Church. itself, it's still a Mercedes. Oh. Hey, I mean, come on, man. He's at, he's at least the starter. Like, oh, he's, a, he's an amazing man. running back, and I'm not taking anything. He's at least he's, the alternator. He's awesome. Hey, I didn't, hey, before we started arguing, though, we didn't get – You said had, MVP. Literally, with, with a stuffed box and a shitty passing attack. We've seen it. We all got to see it because he wasn't that as good. The offensive line was a lot. There's a big difference between that, the offensive line. That also, co- also coaching. Sean McVay wasn't there that year when Todd Gurley sucked. It was Gurley last year. Hey, I'm just letting you know that we've How we, good was Gurley last year? He, right, he's, right. he's still good. We, we, no we, know, we know how everybody feels about it. Who, who's your MVP streets? Oh, it's Mahomes. <laughs> I, already, I told you when we did the offensive player of the year. That yeah, was, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we could – okay, since you're such a girly hater, he's nowhere in the discussion. Who who would you put, like, in the top three other than Mahomes then? Goff. And Breeze? Probably Breeze. Yep. I would have – yes, I would have Goff. I mean, I can, I, can see, I can see that being the top three when it comes down to it because we all know quarterbacks get more love. They, they are more important, but – Right, who deserves to get it is Todd Gurley, in my opinion. So I Todd, agree with you. Todd Gurley does deserve it. Todd Gurley is the most valuable player in football right now. 
Tam, what you got? <laughs> I already said Mahomes long. long, long, long. <laughs> I know. I was you don't know what I got on this yeah. topic. Okay. okay I'll just say one thing. James Conner might be producing now, but there's a game or two that Le'Veon Bell and the Steelers would have won. But Cleveland earlier in the season. But James Conner is coming into his own. Do I think that he's Le'Veon Bell? Fuck no. But that kid is starting to fucking really produce at a high level. That offense is not even close to what they are when Bell is there. Well, that's because Bell is the fucking best playmaker in the NFL. So no offense is going to be the same without Le'Veon Bell, but they've been winning these games. So my only my only point was, had they had him earlier in the season when they lost to Baltimore and tied with Cleveland, they'd be what? Up they won those games. Two and a half games in that division right now, fighting for a home field. That's it. Yes. Yeah. Carter fumbled. Carter fumbled. That's why Cleveland came back and tied. Le'Veon Bell doesn't fumble. <laughs> Fumble, fumbles, fumbles happen. I mean, Bell. Can I mean, yeah, but Le'Veon Bell don't fumble. But Le'Veon Bell don't no. But that's all. That's all I got on it. Um, I comeback can't, player of the year, Adrian Peterson. Comeback player of the year, Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson. It's a nice. That's a nice take. You guys, anything you, else? Anyone you, else that you want to throw out there? Can you can you say he was comeback player? Did he end up getting hurt last year? Or did I don't he care. just end up, I mean, he he just, he's coming back by the year. He's coming back by the year. He had a crappy year, but so I mean, it depends on know. what your. I don't depends. know if he'd be considered comeback player of the year. Yeah, I mean, consider he'll be considered, it. but it just. I don't know. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do any looking into like who it's was usually, hurt last year. It's usually a guy who was hurt. Yeah, I'm gonna like, say Clinton like White because they're eventually gonna win that division. Well, they're changing the award. They're changing the award. So, uh, Drew, who do you think is going to win comeback player of the year? Adrian Peterson. (laughs) Oh, shit. Adrian Peterson. Oh, shit. All right, guys, this has been a good time. You guys got anything else you want to run down before we get out of here? Who do you want to start with? The Thursday night game is garbage. Find something else to watch. We won't do it. Do you know, I? Bay Area one and sevens. Yeah. Who's gonna get the first round pick next, or the first overall pick next year? The 49ers got that on lock. It'll be decided Thursday. No, the Niners are gonna win that game. No, I don't want to talk about it. No, 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 no. <laughs> the, the Niners, the 49ers play the Raiders, and then next week they play the Giants. All three teams are are in the running for the. The number one pick in the draft. Those next two weeks, Niner games, whoever's a Niner fan, you about to see some crappy football. Because they try to give that first pick in the draft. Don't give it to the Giants. They'll just take Bryce Love. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I don't, since, since Justin Herbert said he, he wants to play one year of college football with his brother, you don't want, you don't want the first pick if you got to take a quarterback. Yeah, no, that's no, not at all. Agreed. <laughs> you, just, you just hang up, hey, hold on to next that year. man 137.5 wait, million dollars. Wait, wait till wait yeah. next year when Tua comes out and Jake Fromm and Justin Herbert. That's the draft class you want to get a quarterback. 
Yeah, absolutely. You got anything from a fantasy perspective to look at the second half of the year? Hmm. Other than Gurley being hurt somewhere? <laughs> I'm not hoping that. I don't want anybody to get hurt. <laughs> I want you all to text me your addresses. So if that happens, I'm coming to see you. Hey, I didn't say you. Go. No. <laughs> Hell. Hey, I didn't say he was getting hurt. <laughs> I know. I'm just fucking around. It's the NFL. At some point, you're going to be a hamstring tightness or something dumb like that. That's just how it happens. Who you, who you got? Are you, are you gonna add? I was oh. gonna say, is that your fantasy take? <laughs> no, for so uh, second half of the year. Who's who's the guy to trade for right now? So that's that's what I was looking for right now. So at this point, I'm actually I'm actually trying to buy Delvin Cook right now. Uh, it's been a frustrating time for those owners. Um his price has dropped significantly. So Dalvin Cook is somebody that I'm not going for Leonard Fournette. Um, the difference between Fournette and Cook to me is Fournette has shown this has shown these issues now for the last few years, even his last year in college. So I don't want nothing to do with him. But Dalvin Cook, my bu- <laughs> I'm not saying he's a bitch, but he's a bitch. Yep, he's a bitch. And they just and they just go and add Carlos Hyde. So now they got Yeldon Hyde Fournette. They have all these guys over there. Um, I mean, yeah, with Yeldon and Hyde, I mean, fuck Fournette. Let his bitch ass sit. Yep. Uh, my, uh, I want to say that I think this is going to be the first year where Tom Brady's going to have a, a historical second half of the season. Because years past, he always slows down the second half of the season. I think this year he's going to turn it up. Yeah, that would be, I'm, that would be I'm new. He's usually I'm a I got to retire, man. <laughs> what? I'm ready for Tom Brady to retire. Why? I'm tired of Tom Brady. I'm not. I'm tired we're, of we're, the Patriots. We're waiting to see greatness. Of, I'm tired of the Patriots. It's time to see new greatness. We got no new greatness in Dallas. Hey, we we're gonna be all right in Dallas. We're gonna be all right in Dallas. Yeah, I think Dallas could still win that division. I uh, I think Philadelphia eventually does. I got to think Washington falls off at some point. I mean, too. They always do. As soon as Travis Frederick comes back, we're going to be all right. Yeah, that's when, the, when, the reason when, Dallas is so good in years past because that offensive line, there's no doubt about that. But, uh, but on that note, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. yeah. Streets, brother, thanks for coming on. As always, uh, your fantasy perspective is the best around town. Hey, Todd Gurley hater. Todd Gurley <laughs> hater. Todd Gurley well, hater. I wasn't done, but hold on. There was a couple more things besides Cook I wanted to talk about, but it's okay. Okay. Yo, you fucking do your thing, kid. <laughs> so, I guess my advice now is it's, yes, Dallin Cook's a buy low, but at this point in the season, I'm not necessarily – I don't even look for a, a, a winning trade. Um, when we hit the halfway point, when you could, if you have five wins right now, if you have four wins right now, if you have six – if you especially if you have six, uh, this is the time that I start actually looking at weeks 14, 15, and 16. So I will actually give up. Like I, I will say, who I'll give you Ezekiel Elliott for 
uh, a running back that's probably doesn't even value as high as Zeke because they're going to play Tampa Bay, Atlanta, so-and-so like right in a row. Now, obviously, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going to trade you him for Breida. Don't be that – don't be stupid. Uh, do it in a reasonable realm. But you need to start <laughs> looking – you need to start looking at playoff schedules. That is, when you get into the fantasy playoffs, this is more important a lot of times than the name of the player. Um, because I can't – it ha- so, for instance, I had a dream team a couple years ago. This is like when Le'Veon Bell was – he was suspended to start the season. Brady was suspended to start the season. I went in there with, like, Antonio Brown, Bill. I had this all-star team. But it just so happened, week 15 of the playoffs, Brady's playing the Denver defense. I, basically, I have tough matchups all over the place. And my all-star team went out and scored 70 points. So you have to start looking at playoff schedules. And, like, Pittsburgh has a decent one. You want to start looking at New or- the quarterbacks, Pittsburgh, New Orleans. Start looking for Big Ben if you can acquire Big Ben in a trade. Uh, Juju's a guy to go target right now. Um, for running backs, I am like McCaffrey. I- for wide receivers, oh, and go and right now, I take that back. Your, your, your waiver wire priority must be DJ Moore right now. Uh, his snap and count, that's why his snap count has gone up significantly, and he's starting to get used more and more. And they're starting to, you're starting to see DJ Moore kind of break out here. That's why I drafted him. <laughs> and if you waited on him, you're starting to get starting to pay off for you. Dang right, I did. Because <laughs> a lot of people dropped him, so and a lot of your yep. you probably go scoop him. Yep. That's it. Now, now, now is the now is the time where rookies are gonna start making better impacts. Yep. If you're gonna get rookies, now is the time to get them. Especially, especially DJ Moore. Well, especially too in a keeper league, if you suck like I do and you're zero and seven. However, you foiled one of your really good friends this weekend, cost him maybe a playoff spot, which is fucking awesome. Fuck you, Lynn. Um, <laughs> you go out and trade a guy like Zeke for a guy like Sony Michelle. Yeah, I originally had him, and I traded him for Peyton Barber. Fuck me. But <laughs> what a great value. I got him in the ninth round next year now, you know? Yeah. All bad, man. All bad. Yeah, I'm in a, I'm in a dynasty league with Drew and – I've got rookies galore on my team. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm still waiting on. Uh, I'm still waiting on getting something out of Ronald Jones. So Man, that guy's been killing me. Huh. Well, I mean, he, he hasn't really been playing at all. I mean, well, re, re, it's he's starting to pick up though. But like that just started like three weeks ago. I think I just yeah, ready up with him like the next three to four weeks. Yeah, he got hurt, so. But it, yeah, again, I'm not again. This rookie rookies now is the time where teams are going to start falling out of playoff contention, and now they got to start seeing what they have in these rookies. Correct. Getting ready for next season. If so you listen to the pod like a month ago, we told you to go sell Carlos Hyde for whatever you could get for him. Yep. And and it's it, it, we didn't, I didn't even expect them to trade Carlos Hyde. It was but we it was just basically for what he's saying. Chubb you you gonna, knew Nick Chubb was going to get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You knew it. And I was – I've seen some pretty good – I've actually seen some sneaky deals invo- involving Carlos Hyde. I think Matt was able to move him for something. 
Yeah, I, I honestly don't even remember who. That was a while back, but um, yeah, I definitely uh, came out on the better end of that. Not as much <laughs> as I did. Not not as much as I did getting girly and cooked from the kid, but damn, uh, what the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> right. I got go, oh, If you can still trade James Conner, please go do it. I don't know if I got to reiterate that. It, not in Dynasty, obviously. I'm talking redraft. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, I think we should put a top on this thing. Yeah, dude. This was a fucking awesome show. Streets, your fantasy input is fucking golden as always. Uh, Thomas, you have to fucking come back on, man. Your football knowledge is second to none, dude. I appreciate you coming out tonight, dude. Definitely. I'll be on anytime I can. Yeah, it's awesome. We'll definitely get you on maybe fucking uh, before the last quarter of the season, before the playoffs, give a little uh, final awards, talk some uh, playoff predictions. And uh, you guys know where you can find us, sportsargument.com, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes. Matt, take us home. Drew, where you at? Drew's gone, that's right. All right, y'all. Tim said it. Visit us on Facebook, uh, sportsargument.com. Keep uh, commenting, do your things. Go Rams.